1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. It's your host, James P. Friel. I am very excited that you're here with us today. Dean and I, who I will announce in just a moment, we decided that we wanted to do uh, some more shows with just us. Uh, we got a lot, of, uh, a lot of people asking us for that. So this is one of those episodes, and we got a really cool topic that I'm excited to share with you guys. Before we get going, obviously, it only makes sense that I welcome my amazing co-host to the show the one the only mr dean holland
0: hey. hey hey james a me and you show how good is this
1: yeah this is good i guess i let the cat out of the bag that this is just you and i right now
0: yeah right yeah you just went straight in there
1: i did i couldn't i couldn't contain myself
0: <laughs> right the excitement was just too much <laughs> it really was <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think it's funny because you and I started the podcast and we have our hundredth episode coming up soon. But we yeah. started this and we're like, we just want to do something that, you know, will be a lot of fun. Right. Right. And that we'll have a lot of fun with that. People listening will have a lot of fun, like all that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, it's just sort of kind of taken off and, you know, we go to different conferences or run into people or whatever and people are like, Oh, I'm listening to the show. And I, so it's like, it's more than just me, you and your mom now. I
0: know, right? Isn't this crazy? Yeah, yeah. And the the, still the insane thing is, and I I, like this is actually bad. Us, like, like we're marketing types, and so this is terrible. Like, this is all just from people telling each other about the show. Like, we don't yet really do anything (laughs) to tell anyone else about the show. We don't. We don't spend money on marketing really yet, do we? So no, no. Imagine when we do, we are going to take over.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Coming to it podcast near you. (laughs) But yeah, one of the things that people have been saying is, hey, we love the guests because we've had some amazing guests on the show. Yes. But much to my surprise, they want to hear more from us. I know, right?
0: How weird is that? Yeah, because I
1: don't want to hear any more from you.
0: (laughs) Right. I literally am sick of talking to you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But here we are just doing what we can to give the people what they want.
0: Exactly. We are people pleasers.
1: Right. So, this is for our one new listener. This is for you this episode. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but, in
1: all seriousness, so, so one of the things that I know you've been digging into uh, because yeah. you've been working with Robin, your wife, who is must be the most saintly person on earth to be married to you, just as, a, <laughs> as an aside. We want to get into some e com conversation yeah. today.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it, right. It's a thing that I probably really don't ever speak about too much. Like maybe the occasional mention on on social media, just because I get excited by it. But like I've I've spent a decade in the information product space, but I've been having a hugely exciting experience, like helping my helping Rob and my wife, like you know, get her business up and running in the e-commerce space. And so it's been super interesting for me to apply the marketing and sales knowledge i've had for 10 years in another arena to this and seeing how the two sort of translate and how one goes to the other and i know uh, same for you right
1: right well exactly and I, and i have an e-com business as well yeah and so um but but i don't i don't know we don't like don't really talk about <laughs> yeah. this on the show all that often <laughs> which is crazy because since i started mine I think uh almost two years ago. I think we've done two million dollars in those last two years.
0: Whoa.
1: And, and it's just like a forgotten is, which...
0: thing. Never mentioned. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, and I never bring it up. So I think we were like, let's do e com let's talk about all the cool stuff we've been up to on the e com side. And so that's that's what this episode is all about. So if you're interested in, you know, e com and how to sell your product or including like physical products with info products, something mm. that you've done a lot dean yes yeah. i'd love to just get into that today and give some people's let's give the people the tips oh,
0: we've got plenty of tips to give <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so so let's talk about so tell us a little bit about the the e-com business that you've been building uh with Rob.
0: yes yeah, so uh funny story how it all came about so my wife was actually working at a uh telecommunications company and she used to be like she was she was doing great there and was as, was uh, you know doing really really well. But they were kind of mistreating her, and she kept coming home like, oh, I'm you know I'm crying and upset, and they they were mistreating her and all this kind of stuff. Should have got a pay rise, didn't happen. And so one day she came home from work, I handed her a letter, and I was like, go give that your boss tomorrow. And it was basically her letter of resignation to quit and so uh, you wrote it for yeah, her yeah yeah this is how it all came about i'm like i'm sit- like i don't sick, want to hear you upset anymore i don't know what we're gonna do but just go give your boss that letter tomorrow and she did i was like oh i didn't expect that to happen but she did it yay <laughs> and um so we were kind of then in this situation where it's like well now what are you gonna do you can't just sit around at home all day <laughs> like what are you gonna do and so <laughs> so we went through this process where she was like. Trying to figure out the things that she enjoyed and was passionate about, but at the same time had a big market out there in the world, and um, she's always enjoyed like um, makeup and beauty. I think she actually studied something to do with it at college way before we got together, and uh, so we went down this avenue of this. And now here's the here's the uh, here's the thing. I I, I just want to kind of make a confession here publicly that I am by no means going to sit here on this podcast today and say like, I'm one of the greatest experts in the world at e-commerce because totally not not the case. Like I, I've never learned actual e-com stuff. Like all I've ever been involved in is the things that I do in the information product space and coaching and that side of things. And so I had no idea how to help her in this area. And so she's actually been at this for three years, I think it is now. Um, But it's only in the past, perhaps, I don't know, maybe three, four, five months that things have actually started to really get some traction and really get some momentum. And so She's actually now got her own products. She's got a couple of her own products in the makeup and beauty space. Like some makeup brushes is her main product right now. And uh, also a membership site where she actually delivers weekly training. Like she actually just just left my offices a moment ago to uh, go and do her weekly masterclass inside of her group. So it's been a it's been a it's been a wild right and there's so there's actually so many I don't know I don't know where we want to begin this podcast but there's so many lessons from doing that i think we lost about 20,000 books doing nothing just learning our way <laughs> so it's pretty insane yeah
1: <laughs> yeah well what um so so i guess you know for people listening some people might have an idea mm. for a product already and some people might just be wanting to have an e-com business, but they don't have an idea for a product. I feel like people can kind of start in a couple different places, right? Sure. Yeah. And you guys had an idea and a niche and everything. So let's let's kind of tackle that for a minute. Cause I because I've had some crazy ideas where I didn't know what I want to sell. And I was just like, I want to do some e com stuff and then we, you know, start selling some random stuff and it worked. Right. So I came from a different approach. How did you guys go about, you know, figuring out who you wanted to sell something to, what market you wanted to be in, like all of that, all of that stuff?
0: Well, this is this this is the great question, really, and this is how we ended up losing a lot of money along the way. So we decided, or she decided, she was going to go into like the makeup and beauty space. So undoubtedly, probably one of the the biggest niches on the planet, right? Some of the biggest brands with so much money to throw at things that. You know, I was like, oh, crap, this is going to be quite scary. Like, how do we get into this? Um, And we we, we started out really like knowing that she wanted to go into that space. And then we just went to like we saw some products from overseas via like I think it was Alibaba. Um, so we just started importing a few products in and then just trying to start to sell them online. And even, even ironically, given that you and I both are in the the world of using funnels, um, the first thing she started doing was just trying to sell stuff on eBay. Like she was like, we literally had no idea what we were doing, like literally not a clue. Right. And, um, here, here was the big, like, if I could give a big lesson at this stage, like for us, we'd only defined like the overall market, like makeup and beauty. We had no, like we didn't go that one step further to say like, well, who within that sector can we truly serve? Who do you want to actually help and how can you help them? And so for like, I would say for a good two and a half years into this venture, we were just trying to sell makeup and beauty products to any woman or I guess guy that, wanted to wear or use makeup and beauty products. It was like just trying to sell anything to everyone in that space.
1: And I assume you had a lot of clientele that you met during your
0: burlesque. Dancing. You've got it right. You know, I really thought that was going to be the key if I'm honest, but yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought this was ready right. to go, you know, and it just, bit of a slow start. Not going to lie. <laughs> 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 but um, So uh, yeah, it was, um, she was making some money, like a little bit of money. And it was just like, Ticking along. But nothing like, it was like not going anywhere. And then uh not too long ago, we actually just sort of sat down and was like, what are we doing here? Like what what's going on with this? This this, this isn't actually happening. Like, what what do we need to do? And uh I actually took some inspiration from a couple of friends of ours, Brandon and Kalen, at Ladyboss. Uh, we spent a little bit of time with those guys uh last year. And I was really sort of, you know, in listening to them and having, you know, some great conversations with those guys. It was like very clear that they'd gone into like a huge market of like weight loss, fitness, weight loss, whatever. But they'd carved out their own little slice of that bigger pie in order to sort of what I would deem now is like to infiltrate like a huge market is like they they carved out who they're going to target in that market instead of like oh we're going to sell weight loss to everybody that wants to lose weight which is the equivalent of what we'd done it's like we're going to sell makeup and beauty to anyone that's in the makeup and beauty space they carved that out and so it it, it kind of made us think like how are we going to infiltrate this space we're just like dancing on the outside of this big bubble right now. And these big brands are just taking billions of dollars out of this pie that we're just sort of getting little mouthfuls out of, if that makes any sense. And uh, so we spent a lot of time figuring out who we were actually going to sell to. And along the way, we ended up realizing that who she could actually help best wasn't just all women or people that wear makeup and are interested in beauty. It was instead like figuring out that the who she could actually truly help and connect with was more women with skin conditions. Because my wife, you know, she's had skin conditions and something she's suffered with, you know, for, you know, 10 years or something like that. And she had that pain. She could relate to that person. And there's a lot of what she, you know, through our research, we realized like there is a lot of women that are wearing makeup just to hide the skin conditions that they have, but they don't actually, they're doing so. And actually we, we came to realize the more we got into it is like, they're really lacking a lot of confidence. You know, they, they these people are like, mm. just, they're just putting the makeup on every day they don't necessarily know how to apply makeup. They've never been taught it, but they're just doing it to the best of their ability. And they're walking out the house, just feeling the same every single day and not really truly having that confidence in themselves. And so like all of a sudden we found this market of people that's like, wow, these, you know, these, these women in this space, like you could really truly help them. And you've, you've got these products that could really truly help them as well. And so, we shifted basically all of our marketing and messaging to speak to that person. And this is only like, this is literally eight weeks ago that this all happened. And, um, like she went from just making little bits of money here and there. And I do mean like 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks a day, like just here and there, here and there money, like nothing just to, I guess, get by. She was just like making a little tiny bit of money. And within, um, so like that was 8 weeks ago. Last month she had her first five-figure month and this month only 3 weeks into the month at the time of doing this, she's already crossed five figures for this month as well.
1: Wow, that's amazing. So so this really is you know the tip of the iceberg here is who are you serving, right? Exactly. Man, it's crazy because we talk about this stuff all of the time and then you you kind of rush into something and you're like, "Oh, well, we'll just you know, sell this thing, but it's always about who is the person we're selling it to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the different, I mean, it's, it's almost, you know, when we have the conversations like this and we're talking about it, I'm saying the words and in my head, I'm saying like, this is obvious. What you're saying is obvious. Like, yeah but for some reason when and i've had many you and i have spoken a lot about various things over the past few months but like and and so this must be common because i keep making these i've i've made this mistake so many times in my business and i and we did it again in hers and like i i i've got a lot of experience in business and i still sometimes this happens and and all i can think is like sometimes when you're when you're in the trenches and you're so close to what you're doing you don't always see the obvious but like I, I, I've learned such a valuable lesson in that because two, three years have passed by in, in just trying to sell makeup and beauty products to anyone in that space, and literally just figuring out who we want to sell to, and defining a message, and stopping trying to appeal to everybody, and defining who we want to appeal to, has just exploded our business so quick, and it, it really like the, pro- and the and the interesting thing, isn't it? Right, it's like the products are the same. Other than a few changes in the terminology on the, on the, on the offer page, that's the same. The pricing's the same, like everything's the same apart from defining who we're speaking to and talking the language that will resonate with that person. That's the only thing that's changed. And it's gone from like maybe a couple of hundred books a week to like a couple of thousand books a week in like six weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's insanity. And, it,
1: and it's amazing too, because anytime you're like, as a consumer, right? When you go out to a restaurant, you go to a store, or even when you're shopping online, think about it. The things that you want are the things that you feel are like for you. Yes. Not the things that you feel are for somebody else. Yeah. And that's exactly. and right. And that's the, um, you know, everybody talks about branding and they talk about, You know, all this other stuff, but really all branding is, is the the mind space that you occupy in somebody's head and like, this is like, this is what they do. And this is why I'm interested because it, I, it resonates and I identify with the thing that they're doing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And ironically, like so I and I'm, I think it's cuz my brain is in tune with looking for this stuff now. So, um as you know, James, I've got a, a dog. It's a, an English bulldog, right? Uh, Pablo. And uh so I was Pablo at a store, Pablo
1: Escopa. And
0: that's the one. <laughs> He's got
1: Instagram handle.
0: Yes. We oh, we don't post to it enough. We should. Uh so um I was at a store buying some like dog food for him the other day or like a week or so ago. And I'm looking at all these different options. It was a huge, like huge store and they had all these different foods. And then all of a sudden I noticed one that said it was like, uh, dry food specifically formulated for bulldogs. And I'm like, I'm looking at all this food. That's just like generic dog foods. And I see this one and instantly my subconscious or even my conscious mind says to me that has to be the best for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Like why? Like it probably, it could be the same as the stuff that's next to it, but it's just got a different packaging. I don't know. But the fact that that's like, oh, that is for my breed of dog. That has to be better for him. I should get that one. Like, and and right. this, this to me is like comparable to kind of what we're talking about here is like, you could have this general product trying to appeal to everyone or you could carve out exactly who your thing is for, and make sure that it appeals directly to that person. And that that to me just like really symbolized kind of what we're talking about here.
1: Yeah. Well, it's there's you know um, you know there's uh, so much so many people who know so much more about uh, you know neurology and and buying psychology and everything that I do, but I know that we have as humans this thing called a reticular activating system. And basically, it's like uh, it's like the homing beacon. So that because we there's so much noise and so much stimulus and so many things coming at us on a regular basis, like we have to be careful about what we pay attention to because you can't pay attention to everything, right? Right. And the reticular activating system is the same thing. Like, um, like if you see a car that you like, then in the next couple weeks you're going to start seeing that car more and more, right?
0: Right. And it's not yeah. that.
1: It's not really that there was this gigantic increase in those cars. It's just that now you're tuning other things out and you're paying attention to that. Right. And that's and that's how we work. So we're we're looking for things subconsciously that are on our minds. And so in you know you a great example with the with the Pablo story, English Bulldog, you're like, okay, like he's on your mind. And then you might see something that says dog food. That gets tuned out. You don't even pay any attention to it. But English dog, English Bulldog, you're like, oh, right there, right? And you like immediately mm-hmm. notice it and it connects with you and it's a hook. And so that's, you know, that's why there's so much power in niching down and and understanding what's going on in every in in the mind of the person that you're trying to sell to, because you have to get out of the noise and show up on that, that person's reticular activating system.
0: Right? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And
1: and you know that you've done it when you start getting the results that you're seeing right now. Because people are like, oh, I do want to feel better about myself, and I and and this is a product that can help me, even though it's exactly the same product you're talking about differently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, and uh, oh gosh, it, like as as we're talking, there's so many like key lessons that I keep thinking about from doing this stuff that are, like we could probably talk for hours on this thing. I'm sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah, completely. So let's so let's talk about so that's that's sort of like the um the avatar and the niche. Yeah. And the, you know, the which I think is the most important part of any marketing effort
0: ever. Yes. Yeah. This but this whole exercise has proven that to me.
1: Oh, it's it's incredible. Um, but let's talk about a little bit about the uh the mechanics of running an e-com business. Because now you've got you've got inventory, you've got costs, you've got all these other things. You've got shipping and fulfillment. And I think some of those things are things that might scare people off yeah. or might, maybe they don't scare people off, but they're are areas where if you do them right, you make way more profit. And if you do them wrong, you might be making a ton of sales, but you might not make any profit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, undoubtedly, and this is actually, uh, like I said at the start, you know, you know, full transparency. Like this is all new to us, like completely. Um, And this is this, I think, for me personally, has been the most challenging area because it's not been something that I've had a lot of to do with. You know, digital products. I think for me, one of the things that's appealed to me most, and even more so now that I've got you know my arm in the e-commerce space as well, and I can comparably see the differences. Like digital products are so easy to fulfill and support and deliver and all that kind of stuff like so with with the uh with the e-commerce space this has definitely been one of our challenging things in fact we've, we've got a bit you know we're going through challenges now with it as it's scaled so quick um so one of the things that we did and we still to this day she still does this uh we just had to actually at the moment temporarily ha- get her family to help her so we're doing all the fulfillment from our garage like So she's literally been doing because there was never a need not to, you know, so we used to have the product shipped in from China. It would get delivered to our door. We'd, you know, we've actually turned our garage into like a mini little fulfillment place. She's got her own little countertop with a stock and she puts it all into the bags and this and that. And, you know, when she was only shipping a few items a day at best, you know, it was easy. Um, now, like we say, in the last six weeks, I mean, we're we're literally shipping maybe like Fifty-ish, give or take. Some days more, some days a few less. But average about fifty packages a day right now. And and like I can't scale. We can't physically scale it at the moment because of these these sticking points. So that that's been a huge thing for us. And I think one of the one of the reasons we didn't rush to outsource that is that with the econ side of things, as again, I'm sure people with more experience listening will know, like you haven't always got like significant profit margins on these things. At least we haven't had yet. And so we, we wanted to see like, well, how much is it going to cost to advertise and sell these things? You know, how much are our fulfillment costs? How much does everything cost? And we've now got to a point where we know, you know, we can outsource the fulfillment now. You know, that's actually happening in the next two weeks. You know, she's no longer going to be doing that. But that's, that was one of the, the, the big things for us, I think, is like being willing to sort of do that initially ourselves first to see if it was viable and then improve the numbers. To a point where we are today, where it's like we're at a point of pain now that we physically cannot grow this anymore until we remove that that problem.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. And I think I think what you said about the the margins being slim is what I've seen in my own ecom businesses because I've had a, I've had a handful, and also in the ones you know that we work with, right? Like we work with you know companies. Uh, you know, putting systems in place and helping them grow and and scale and put all the infrastructure. So mm. we've worked with a lot of ecom companies as well. yeah, and I think what I've seen generally speaking, not only just e-com business but ac- kind of across the board, is you have businesses that have a really great back end but no front end. yeah, and then you have businesses that have a really great front end, but they don't have a back end yeah, and and what like what you have to do, depending on where you're starting and and I think a lot of econ businesses, Sort of start with a better front end than they do a back end. At least that's yeah, that's kind of been my experience. Yeah, I, but you have to say okay, great. The initial thing is not the thing that we're necessarily going to make uh, you know all this money on. It's how we're going to get a customer and maybe not have to pay to get that customer. Sure, right? Like that's that's an amazing thing to be able to you know run some ads, pay for you know pay for the traffic, have somebody buy something that offsets the cost of that traffic and no your mar- your profit margins aren't great then but that's why you have to have a value ladder and you have to be able to sell them something else cuz that's where all the profit is.
0: Yeah, definitely. And and ironically that you say that, like it's exactly the path that we've gone. So like we were just selling we had one product that we were selling. That was it. Just one product. It's like can we sell that thing? Like yes, we can sell that thing. And now what we've done, we've now developed uh, a back end to this uh, which is actually a membership site. So really the whole purpose of what we, we're offering now, like we've proven and validated that we can bring buyers into this business. Like, and we're actually doing yeah. so at a stupidly low cost. And which means now, because and we can talk about the actual funnel if we if we like shortly, but essentially, we are now also getting uh one in four people that actually one in four customers, or one in five, sorry, not one in four, one in five, are actually taking a trial to a uh, low-priced membership site, which is, a, I think it's about $7 a month in, in U.S. Uh, right. So we're getting one in five people that, that buy our makeup brush, that order our first product to actually then take a trial and join a membership. And we've got like hundreds of people in trial right now. Wow.
1: That's amazing. And how long is the trial that you guys are doing? So with
0: this this is another thing we'll test. But right now it's 30 days. I I believe we can get that down to like 14 without any problems, I think. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. right now it's 30, which is a bit of a pain in the ass because like I say this all only happened about 6 or 8 weeks ago. So we had 30 days where we were bringing people into that trial and we had 30 days of nothing, you know, because they were all in trial. Um but in the past uh, like few weeks, people have started now coming out of that trial. I think in the next couple of days, we will cross 100 active members. And I think we're just shy of about another 300 that are in trial.
1: Right. Right. So that so that membership could be the back end that we're
0: talking about. Exactly. Here. Exactly. That is the, uh, like in my eyes, because I, 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 you know, same with you, James, like my mind always thinks is like, if I can bring a buyer in for free, so like, you know, if I can break even... Uh, or even sometimes lose money to acquire a customer, I know I've got my back end in place, which in my information and, and coaching business, my back end is like pro- very, very profitable. In this, I was like, yeah. what do we do? Like, it's a physical product space. How can we have a back end? And so we've, you know, we've, we've put together a membership site and it's very low priced and you know, people seem to be loving it and it's, it's building a culture. And that is now the back end, essentially, like i said I said to to Robin, I'm like, if we can get members at break even, then you have an absolute gold mine on your hands here. but the thing is, we're actually getting a a five hundred percent return at the immediate point of sale and getting members.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, and which is which is not common, right right. And uh and and this goes back to the earlier point, like you can get those numbers and make profits on the front end if you have it niched down enough and you're really speaking to the exact exact person that you're trying to sell to.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's uh yeah, all in like it's 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 actually to be honest, I'm I'm almost a bit like it's shocked me a little bit, if I'm honest. I'm not just saying that as some like cliche thing. Like I, I still have to keep looking at it. I'm like, how is this happening? Like because it isn't, it isn't normal. I know I don't have a lot of experience in the e space, but if this, like, I can just know this can't be normal, what's happening. And and it's almost like I have to attribute it all to figuring out that who, it comes back to what we were speaking about a bit ago, like 100%, that's it. Cause like the products they're they're actually products. Like you can go and get makeup brushes in any like store, <laughs> like, you know, like they're great yeah. products. Don't get me wrong, but it's, it's who, how we've presented them. That That to me, like if anyone's in e-commerce and and they want to take one thing from this, like it has to be that. Like figure out the who. It has to be.
1: Well, it's figure out the who. And once you figure out the who, then you can say, what are the real pains and problems that this person is experiencing?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And how how is the thing that we're selling them going to help them with some of that pain or help them overcome that particular problem? Or something like that, because in your example, and you guys are selling these makeup brushes um, t- to women who, in some cases, are not feeling great about themselves and using makeup to, you know, kind of cover up some skin condition or an issue that they're having or something like that. Like that's the pain, right? Right? And they and they might see these brushes on the shelves of a store or on Amazon or somewhere else, and they're just like, oh it's not about the brushes. Like it's about me. Like I don't feel good about myself. Exactly.
0: And right? that, that there, like if we really want to get deep on this, like th- let's, let's just, let's just inject a big tip to everybody here right now. Like <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know if you intended to use that word, but Oh my God. Yes. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to inject a big
0: tip. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Like, go deeper and figure out what it is you're actually selling. Like, let me explain. Like we like, I'm not selling makeup brushes. Like we're selling confidence. That's right. So like, if, if you, if you can go that one step deeper and figure out like, what am I actually selling? You know, like in, in my info business, like I'm not selling the ability to make more money. I'm more, you know, if I could name like a few things I'm selling like financial freedom, security, I'm selling the ability to, to, to be, feel proud. Like there's underlining things that you're actually offering to people and you're not going to come out and say that it's like, you know, I'm not going to say like, oh, I'm, you're going to, I'm going to fill you with confidence by my confidence makeup brush. It's like, no, I'm selling a makeup brush. But if you can figure out what you're actually selling to that person and you can speak to that without actually trying to force it in their face, like, oh my gosh, like that, that is the magic.
1: No, it, it it really is. And, you know, that's the, that's the secret sauce of things that take off like wildfire versus things that are comparable that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah. It's, it's that. Th- that they figured out what business they're actually in and what they're actually selling. And it's so it's absolutely so important to uh to do that. And that and that's not easy. No. It's not easy to do. And it's and anyone who tells you it's easy, there it might be simple, but simple and easy are two different things. Yeah. It's it's something that will take some thinking. It will take some work. It'll take some experimentation. it honestly at the end of the day, it'll really, really take you getting to know and fall in love with the needs of your customer.
0: Yes. Yeah, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. And I think like this has been like obviously, whilst I've been going through this, although I've, you know, I say I have no experience in e-com, like because I've been in it now and I've I've been working with her and helping her, like, I I I have been studying as much as I can. I've been looking at what other people in the space do. And like, as what like one of my perceptions has been is that like i think a lot of people they get into e-com and they like it's like they just choose a product and they're like i'm going to sell this product and like i know like i've seen it there there is people having huge successes with that like undoubtedly like you can take just a commodity thing and just sell the crap out of it it, it can happen but like what we've wanted to do is create more of like a a long term thing like a movement like i say i was massively inspired by like brandon and Kalen you know, and what they've done and what they've been able to create and the movement and the impact, you know, like one of the things for me personally, like one of the things that like, I love my industry and my co- uh, coaching space, but like one of the things that sometimes I get down on is that, you know, most people don't do anything with it. Like, and I know that's going to be the same in a lot of spaces, like most people don't, but what I've, what I've seen happen in this e-commerce business with, with Robin is like, by defining and being clear on the who and speaking to their pains and all the things we've just mentioned, like people are truly being impacted by what we're doing. And like the, the, the way that feels is incredible. Like in the same way, like I love seeing one of my clients get incredible results, but this just has had a different feeling about it. It's like, it, it truly is impacting like a lot of people very quickly. It's just been like, I think if you can find that thing, and really solve the problems. Like it's such a different environment to create.
1: Well, I mean, the other, the other thing is, you know, people, when people buy things, they don't buy most of the time, they don't buy the thing to have the thing, right? They buy the thing to create, to create the external result that they want. Yes. But they also buy the thing for the internal state change. Yes. Right. They buy the thing to feel, the way that they think that thing is going to make them feel. Yeah. And if you're clear on the state change and the feeling that your thing is associated with, then you're not just selling another widget. You're selling something that gets them that state that they want, which in your case is confidence, right? Higher confidence, higher self-esteem, more self-love, like all of these things that everybody wants. Sure. But you happen to be doing it with these makeup brushes, and Brandon and Kalen have done it with weight loss yeah, things exactly right but this the state change like you gotta you gotta stop like anyone listening to this, especially in e commerce because e commerce there's i think there's the the belief, oh, I'm just selling a product right, and you're not that product is a vehicle to deliver a state change to somebody yeah exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, amazing. So that's really, really cool stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. We, we, we drop in the goods. I hope I hope people are uh, enjoying this.
1: I hope so. Maybe after this episode, they're going to be like, the hell with it. We want the guests back. This was awful. <laughs> Screw those guys. <laughs> <laughs> they just rambled on for 35 minutes about nothing. <laughs>
0: but no like even like even if people just take like one thing from it like i'm sure like i even feel like i'm probably just blurting out a load of stuff because there is so much like i I can't even like I, i could literally probably spend hours documenting all the things that we've learned and most of it's come from like pain like i say for like two plus years all we did was get nowhere like lose a ton of money you know like all these, all these big lessons that we had to go through to get to here. And like, if somebody would have said like the things that we've said in the last 30 minutes, and I would have understood it and took it in and applied it, like it would have shortened this learning curve down by two years, you know? So I hope anybody that is thinking about, or is in that, that type of space, e-commerce and doing physical products, or even like taking some of the lessons we've shared here, this universally applies to all businesses, like take those and, and apply those. And if you don't, like I think that the, 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 the big thing for me, like you've said, I think you've mentioned this a couple of times, James, is like you will know when you're doing it right because of the response in the market. Like And that, and that to me, like if, you know, like, yeah, we've, we've put a focus on e-commerce here today, but whatever you're doing in your business, like whatever type of business you have when you're listening to this, if you feel like, like, I'll put it this way. I guess like if you don't feel that momentum, like and is like the the market is not responding like strongly, and I mean like as in when they see what you have and the messages you're putting out and the marketing you're putting out. If people aren't passionately responding to that, then you p- potentially haven't quite got your messaging right yet. Like you potentially haven't got who you're appealing to in whatever you're doing, e-commerce or not. Like if the re- if the stuff you're putting out is not evoking like a. a, a a huge passionate response, like, and you're going to get people, like what we found is like, people are brutal as well. Like you're going to have people that passionately respond, n- respond negatively and passionate really, really respond positively. But if you find like, you should be finding like more passionately positive responses coming in than negative. But if you're not seeing that like I can look back at all different stages in in various businesses of mine like and I I know there's been like there's times where I'm not getting really any response I'm selling products but there's no like passionate input coming from the customers do you know what I mean and I think like that's how like that's what that that's what this has taught me massively like to apply for everything I do now going forwards like, you, there is a feeling there is a very different response when you get the the right who with the right message and the right offer at the right time for them, and you have that, like, they are passionately seeking a solution, like, there is a very different feeling in the way those customers respond. And when you get that, like, as as we've seen, like, things happen faster than you can probably even comprehend. Well, it's almost
1: like, uh, it's almost like waking the dead. Like, right. you're like, where is everybody? Where is everybody? And you're like, ah, maybe there's nobody here. And then all of a sudden, it's like, where did all these people come from? Right, exactly. Like I'm, I've been like, and in your case, like it's been the same product. You've been selling the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But now they're coming out of the woodwork. Why? Because you're selling, you're selling a new belief. You're selling a new state change. You're selling a new identity. Yeah. 100%. Right. Like you're giving them a new way of being and they can get all of that by buying some makeup brushes and then being part of that community. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess, you know, one of the, one of the lessons here too is if you haven't nailed it yet and by nail it i mean in terms of where people are like finding you and they're like i need what you have then it's not that you you know you're barking up the wrong tree don't look for the new product maybe it's the product but more than likely it's how you're communicating what that product is going to do for the person that's really intended for
0: definitely Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen that completely. Like for a year, people would order the product, never hear anything from them. Now we get messages. We have like private messages pouring in off social media that, and, it, and it's strange because it's like, again, it's like figure out what you're actually selling. Like all we've sent them is a makeup brush. What we get back from them at the moment, like we have women like practically in tears saying how these have changed their life. And it's like, oh my gosh, how, how is that even possible? But it's possible because of like, we've actually solved the real problem they had. We didn't sell the product. We sold the problem. We solved the problem.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, I think this is awesome. And at some some point, we'll uh, we'll share some of the stories I've got from some e-commerce stuff too.
0: Yeah, sorry. I kind of took over. I mean, most our listeners are used to me not talking at all. So this will be quite strange. I figured
1: I'd take the opportunity. You were finally talking. I was just going to let you run with it. <laughs> right. I was going to get in the way. <laughs> no, that's yeah, awesome.
0: We'll, I'll back for part 2 of this where uh, where you can share.
1: Yeah, all right. <laughs> Ecom part 2. We'll talk about Yay. we'll talk about the roses. Uh yes. we'll talk about
0: hats. I want to hear about this. Hats
1: and t-shirts and stickers and like all sorts of things like that.
0: Awesome. Awesome.
1: Awesome. well great. That was awesome, Dean. Thank you uh thank you for sharing all that stuff and uh, continued uh best wishes for success for Robin on her, uh, in her new venture. That sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do an update in a, in a few months. Or yeah.
1: Something. Yeah. No, seriously. Like let's plan on that. So, uh, and then the rest of you guys, thanks for listening to Justine and I today. We appreciate the feedback and hopefully, uh, hopefully we didn't bore you to tears <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we'll be back soon. We appreciate you guys. And this is a wrap later, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.